Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, a reminder that the Moist line is uh, just a couple days away, and there's uh, plenty of openings. We're waiting to hear from you. Uh, you can use the TalkBack feature on the iHeartRadio app, indicated by the little microphone. More and more listeners use that. Or call the toll-free number. It's been there for years. 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. You can now view... If you don't, if you're not on Twitter, you, you can now view this Steve Gregory video that he got uh, from Metro. Uh, it's a montage of violence on the subways and the buses of Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, Los Angeles City. Uh, you can, he's going to be on next hour to talk about it. It's about two and a half minutes. 
Uh, prepare yourself. It's rather graphic. Yeah, you don't it, see a lot of blood, but you certainly know there is blood. Let's put it that way. Well, the one, These are the cameras that are on the trains and the buses. One guy gets shot in the leg, mm. and then he slides on his rear end out the back of the car. And as he slides through the camera frame, you could see he leaves a trail of blood oh. pro- probably coming out of his leg. Um, it's 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 really rough to look at. Well, I mean, there was a recent and, story that a lot of people will not ride these buses and trains because uh, of uh, safety issues. There's a lot of homeless people still living on them. They don't know what to do with them. And, and Metro, does, Metro doesn't even want to comment on it. Their attitude is, well, this shouldn't be made public. Uh, yeah, it should. That's, that's our tax money. You that create, was their attitude, really? Yeah, that's what Steve said in his report that they that you know they don't want to. This never should have been made public. This is not going to do anybody any good. Well, it, it actually will save lives if everybody decides to not go on the trains and the buses. Look, you, you're, if you're in your car with a locked door, a lot of that stuff's not going to happen to you. All right, so Steve will be on in one hour, and you can view on the John and Ken page now at KFIAM640.com. This video that we've uh, been yeah. talking about. Since and there's sexual the assaults in there, too. So if you're sensitive to that, yeah, be aware. Uh, in the mail today came my primary election voter guide. Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Look at this. Right on the front page. Vote safe, California. Every registered voter in California will receive a vote-by-mail ballot in the primary election. County election officials will begin mailing vote-by-mail ballots on or before May 9th. Drop boxes open May 10th. In-person voting options will be available in all counties. Learn more inside. So when I flipped inside, you may not uh, have been hearing too much about Gavin Newsom's re-election campaign. There were 26 people who will be on your ballot for governor. Isn't that strange? <laughs> Obviously, yeah, there's I, nobody of any high uh, profile. No. In, in fact... Uh... Name I, anyone else. Michael Schellenberger. Name another. Uh, I can just pick a name out of here. I'm looking at the list. No, I, you're looking at the list. Well, Brian Dolly. We've talked about him. Yeah, I didn't remember The state his senator name. from up north. Yeah. I didn't remember his name. I still don't know anything about him. No, I think Ray asked him to come on, and uh, we've no, not heard from them. Not not interested? Usually it, they come running. I mean, I mean, hell. What kind of an incompetent uh, boob of a campaign is that? Some of the rest of them I recognize as people that have run for governor every time. They're kind of gadflies. John Cox? No, he's not here. No. No. Well, he had money to at least. And you know what? I, I get twenty percent. Michael Schellenberger is a, a really smart guy, but ninety nine percent of the public doesn't know who he is. Oh, they don't know who he is. No. See, that's that's the problem. No. There is there is one uh, really interesting alternative to do some in Schellenberger, um, and he may be who I vote for. Because I'm not aware of the other people. And I, you know what? If I have to go out of my way to find somebody, then they're probably not worth it. No. Uh, it means they don't have a campaign. They don't have money. It's another one of these, you know, they're smoking something. It, well, yeah, it's often people that are surrounded by people who say, you know what? You should run for governor. Oh, yeah. okay. And then a second person tells them, and the next thing you know, you know what? I, they launch a website, which doesn't mean much. And a, they put out a, a couple of press releases. There's a couple of people in town like that who, who run for mayor. And occasionally I run into them and, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you've got the John and Ken show. And, like, and they, they want to run for stuff. And what? And they always have good ideas, right? If you listen to their little 60-second uh, pitch, it's like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense, common sense. The thing is, you can't 
become the mayor of Los Angeles or the uh, governor of California just by paying the fee to get your name on the ballot, right? <laughs> Any more than I could go to Dodger Stadium with a bat and a helmet and get a hit off Clayton Kershaw. It takes a long a way to put it. time because you 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 have to understand uh, politics in detail, how it works on the inside, because it's very difficult to break into the club. For example, somebody running for mayor of L.A. has got to deal one way or the other with the massive influence of the unions, police union, fire union, uh, uh, you know, the uh, DWP, the, the WP, cubicle workers union. Right. You have to have name recognition. You also have to inspire some previous trust. Okay. People, certain amount of people see Caruso because you could say he's an outsider. Well, no, he's not really an outsider. No, he's been on the police commission for years. And yeah, he was uh, on the DWP. He's had a seat at some government board. Yes, yeah. and and he has big name businesses that almost every one of us have, has been to at one time or another. And we pretty much have positive uh, viewpoints. Yeah, right, right, right. And he's a philanthropist, and it's like so. You know, he's well known. You can't just be Joe Blow and have no name recognition and no money. If you have no money, you have no campaign. And I am just, you know, this is a whole subculture of mental illness that I find fascinating. You have absolutely nothing going for you other than 60 seconds of ideas, which anybody <laughs> could have at the dinner table. Because a lot of them are obvious common sense stuff. So it's nothing special. But the politics is much more complicated than that. You have to get people on your side with a lot of passion in great numbers, heavily financed. Right. And this is why we're stuck with the hacks like Garcetti who come through the party ranks, they pay their dues, they, they sign on with the Democratic Party, they take some little position, then they work themselves up to run for something like council, and then they can run for mayor when the day comes. And that's why election after election, this is kind of the used-up toilet waste that we're faced <laughs> with. It's always that way. <laughs> Well, That's why you have Karen Bass has been in politics for way too many years, but you know she's paid her dues. She's even been in Congress. She's well rounded, but there's really there's nothing there. There's no. nothing there that, that's yeah. at least appealing to me. She's it doesn't tell me it's going to be the same same old same old. I have yet to hear anybody tell me what Karen Bass has accomplished. Yeah, I just it's like what, hanging okay. around. What does she do? Yeah, all right. Tell me, tell me the great Karen Bass accomplishment. Like, what's the issue? What's the bill? What's the moment? What something? Just yeah. one. She's been doing this for 30 years. There's got to be one, right? No? It's like, remember when they, uh, the end of Barbara Boxer's career, this uh, senator, and uh, they looked in at her legacy, her record, and uh, all she did was uh, get a few post offices named. There, yeah. there wasn't actually any piece of legislation that she was seriously connected to after 25 years in the Senate. All right. Well, of course, we'll be uh, inspecting the voter guide and we'll eventually have our own voter guide up. But again, this is just going out. There's nothing. You're not going to get any ballots till till uh, next month. When we come back, we'll update you on what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. It's beginning to look a lot like one of the big cities of Ukraine probably will fall into the hands of the Russians, despite the fact that the that the uh, Ukrainians are trying to hang on for dear life. We'll tell you where that is. And we'll tell you about more weaponry going to Ukraine with an interesting story attached to it. And the story's headline is, we don't know where it ends up.
We'll talk about that next. John and Ken, KFI. Well, Russian forces have surrounded uh, the city of Mariupol. This is, of course, uh, a seaport city in the southeastern section of that country. Uh, word coming from there is that we probably can't hold on much longer. The Russians consider this a very important grab in the war to take Ukraine because, obviously, a seaport city is important to get supplies and such into the rest of the country. They have surrounded something called the uh, Azvestal steel plant, where Ukrainian soldiers and civilians are inside. Russia's military issued a renewed ultimatum for these soldiers to surrender. So it seems like it's only a matter of time before that city falls. They're outnumbered 10 to 1. Yeah, I know. And uh, whatever uh, weapons uh, we've sent But they've been outnumbered 10 to 1 everywhere else. They fought pretty much, it seems. I I don't know why they don't have uh, enough of the weapons uh, that we've shipped. Because we have have sent a a ton of stuff. But uh, it it seemed like they focused on uh, defending Kiev and those surrounding areas more than Mariupol. Because, I mean, they only have so much manpower. uh, We uh, are training Ukrainians outside Ukraine on how to use howitzers. The U.S. just sent some more weaponry to Ukraine that includes 18 howitzers. Uh, You probably have to be, it's a a big artillery gun. Uh, They're also providing spare aircraft parts that have allowed the Ukrainians to fix and return to service more than 20 warplanes in the past three weeks. I saw a a story today on CNN, which I thought was kind of fascinating, that we're moving our military supplies across the border, sometimes Poland, but we don't know what happens to it after that. There's just no way to, so, you know, hopefully it's handed off to the right people and it gets to the right places, but, you know, what, how can we really is be this, sure that? Is this to give us some plausible deniability to the Russians? Oh, well, I guess. I don't I know. Wonder. I wonder. I think it's more just speaks to the chaos of war. You know, it might get to the right place and be used for the, by the right what people ha- for the right thing, but it might not. It what happened to all the stuff might we be left? captured by the Russians a mile in? The stuff we left behind in uh, Afghanistan. Did that get sold to the Russians or to the Ukrainians? No, the Taliban's both? using that, I think. Aren't yeah, they? but I, I want, well, I wondered if they sold some of it to get the money. Oh, they might have. Nobody talks l- about Afghanistan anymore. I know. And I, the only story I read a few weeks ago is that uh, they're, they're, they're clamping down on the women again. Oh, yeah. But the rules, it's, it's right? bad. It's really bad. Uh, more than 5 million people now have left Ukraine in the near two months of the war. And more than 10 million have been displaced by the war. Now, again, the country's population is 44 million, to give you an idea. And, of course, nearly 3 million have gone to John's Poland. That's Some about, have gone to Romania and Hungary. That's about a third of the country, though, that's been either displaced or... Uh... Or left. Or left yeah, entirely. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether or not the 5 million is part of the 10 million displaced, but because that could be in both categories if you left. Uh, another big story today is that Russia test launched a new intercontinental ballistic missile. It's a new addition to the country's nuclear arsenal, according to Vladimir Putin. The U.S. is saying they notified us. We were aware of this test. We're not concerned about it right now, but it looks like the timing of it was so that Putin could send a message that my missile penis is bigger than yours. This is a big, uh, this is a big penis he shot off today, though. <laughs> yes, this is uh, this is impressive. He, uh, 
Now, there are some stories that there are rumblings inside the Kremlin who are questioning Putin's decision to go to war. There are stories that some of the oligarchs are actually speaking out publicly that this is one crazy war. Although most people see no chance that Putin will change course and no prospect of any challenge to him at home. So, so it's just talk. It's uh, guys getting loaded on vodka and shooting off their mouth. Yeah, and I imagine if they get too powerful, he'll That's, just have them dragged away somewhere. I, I know. I was, I, was, I was reading these stories today, and it's like, so, uh, okay, you're against the, the war. It looks stupid, obviously, right? You don't have to be a, a military analyst with a PhD to figure out that this thing is a disaster. Uh, you going to do anything? You got any juice? Got a gun? <laughs> got some courage here? You got some buddies? What are you going to do? Just you're telling me what I can see with my own two eyes watching the news every night. Now, what uh, what what is it that you've got uh, beyond that? Nothing. Uh, the belief is that he has crippled the economy for years to come, that uh, Russia's global influence will be gutted and diminished. And as I mentioned, a few business tycoons have made statements questioning Putin, uh, Putin's strategy. It shows you war. how hard it is to deal with someone who doesn't care. And this is why I scoffed at the sanctions. He's not going to care. It's going to do all the damage that you say it's going to do, and so what? I mean, it's, it's not. He, he's not getting sanctioned. He gets up in the morning. He's got his taste tester eating his oatmeal and uh, drinking his orange juice, and then he tries his share. Then he goes for he goes for a swim for like two hours every morning. So he's not dying of some uh, thyroid cancer uh, or something. If he is, he's dying too slowly. No. Oh. Well, I, uh, I mean, he could be sick. That that may not be untrue, but uh, uh, we're, everybody's looking for the quick death, and it's not happening. Now, whether or not the Russians will be satisfied for grabbing that eastern part of Ukraine, known as the Donbass region, or they'll continue to push to get the whole country will be, I think, the question that we'll be asking like the rest of the year. Yeah, well, maybe always. Right. I mean, he's he's been hanging out there for eight years already. So I, I guess it may, it may depend on whether he does have a, a terminal illness or not, or if he thinks he does. Because he now, was, one, of the, one of the oligarchs that's been in the news is this Roman Ambronovich. He actually has attended some of the peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. He was in Istanbul last month uh, looking at his phone and taking notes. And he said that he had to tell Putin because Putin was convinced that once we invade, Vladimir Zelensky will flee the country. And he kept telling Putin, that's not going to happen. Then he was right. Zelensky did not flee the country. Putin was wrong or was given the wrong information on virtually everything regarding yeah. the wall. The war. The war, right. Yeah, everything. Yeah. He thought it was a three-day job. He thought the Ukrainians would be grateful that the Russians were here. They were going to give parades, throw flowers. Zelensky was going to run off or they'd be able to kill him quickly and topple his government. And, uh, you know, he believed in the might of the Russian military, believed what the generals said about the superiority and the equipment and the weapons and the logistics and this and that. And it's, it was all wrong. So that's why he's off in the uh, eastern edge fighting over the same territory he's been fighting uh, over for eight years. Yeah, there's another... Uh big Russian bank founder. I like his name, Oleg Tinkoff. Oleg. Oleg. And he's one of the ones that said this is insanity. 
this war by Putin. Uh, I would imagine that he's not actually in the country. Oh, yeah, it says he attends a session of the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. Oh, but that's for 2019. Yeah. You're going to say stuff like this, you're probably not hanging no. around the Kremlin. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's, he's, on... he's been on Instagram. 90% of Russians are against this war. The rest, the 10% left, are morons. <laughs> the Russian army's been exposed as bleepy, the S-word. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, it, 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 but he has he has missiles he can uh, use to flatten all of those Ukrainian buildings. And he's got these uh, brain-dead zombie monsters willing to shoot innocent Ukrainian citizens. Right. So he, he's been wildly wrong, but everything we've done that was supposed to have an effect on his uh, opinion hasn't worked. All right, we got more coming up. Sanctions. John and Ken, KFI. You didn't tune in a few minutes ago. You didn't hear the breaking news, but it, it has happened. The Justice Department is appealing the ruling by the federal judge out of Florida who struck down the mask mandate for what we call public mass transportation. Uh, affecting most people would be the airplane. And uh, so now it's going to go to some sort of uh, appeals court panel for a decision as to whether or not her decision stays in place. So... I hate to say it, even though it does expire on May 3rd, allegedly, uh, we're going to see a, an appeal here. We're going to have a decision by an appeals court panel out of the South on that decision by uh, that judge in Florida. So, Out of our lives. Please get out of our lives. Please go away. 60% of Democrats want to keep the masks on. Good, then wear, go wear a plastic bag over your head and tie it tight around your neck. Whatever, whatever gets you off. It only works if get we out, all do it. Get we out of my life. And... Get out of my life. We are here to be free. I don't get freedom from a government agent. I'm free because I exist. So a big story today in the stock market is the decline of Netflix. Ever hear of them, anybody? Boy, boy that took a dump, huh? 35% drop in the stock price. Uh, it wiped out $50 billion in market capital. And this was after the company's stock had dropped more than 40% year to date. That's a, that's a ride. Well, they, the stock prices are based on the future. And uh, suddenly, without uh, warning, Netflix uh, told the world, uh, we don't have much of a future here. Because they lost no. 200,000 subscribers, which is not a big number because they have, I think, over they 200. have 221 yeah. million global subscriptions. But they also said they were going to lose another 2 million this quarter, the current quarter, yet to be reported. Well, the service was apparently expected to add 2.5 million new users right. in the first three months of the so, year. So now you're talking about a 5 million person swing between the expected increase and now the expected decrease. And is this part of a, a downward spiral? Has it, has it peaked for good? They're never going to get back to this level. And why is, are people ditching Netflix by the millions? Well, one reason is that they did pull out of Russia. That, according to Netflix, cost them 700,000 subscribers. Well, they're but not, they're even not, so, they missed their expectations. They're not going to get those back. Uh, they're not going to get those back. Not anytime soon, Well, I would imagine. Now, you know, you know what nobody discusses? Has anybody noticed on Netflix how oppressively woke that service has become? I, I guess I, I don't. I I don't watch a lot of shows. I don't I watch a lot of shows streaming. either. But as every once in a while, I do, and I just just uh, and I'm not going to get into specifics. 
But if you you just look at uh, you know the coming attractions when you start up the service, yeah, there is especially two summers ago, there was so much woke stuff coming at you, and and that that's all those streaming services are hard for me to deal with to begin with, right? Because there's just too many choices, and I I can't I can't I can't sort things out. I just really lose my desire to even have the TV on when I see all these boxes streaming past me. But it was like woke after woke after woke after woke thing. And then when I do watch a show, so many of the productions now have these scenes which aren't necessary or they're casting decisions. And it's like, you know what, that doesn't, that people don't talk like that in the real world. You don't have those kinds of um, groupings in the real world. Uh, you're doing this to make a point to shove your 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 belief system down my throat. This is not integral to the story. This this is you, you know, trying to show off that you're woke, and it, it just takes me out of the show completely, and irritates me. It makes me not want to watch it. I, I I don't I don't need I don't need one of those lessons every freaking time I turn on the TV. Commercials too, same thing. Well, it's like everything else. I mean, you could make the case that for decades. A lot of entertainment may have been white person focused. I'd actually understand that belief. Of course, the country is seventy something percent white anyway. But they just went they just went it's overboard and trying to mix up the it's, races. It's to just, the point where it is kind of silly now. It's yeah, it's not it's not natural. I mean, the, 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 they've had a multitude of characters for a long time now. Now it's clear they're they're presenting you stuff that you just don't normally see in real life, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. And it's like, okay, you're making a socio-political point and you're driving the stake right through my forehead here and you're doing it again and again and again. <laughs> now I don't feel like watching you because you're another scold. You're somebody else with your finger wagging. And no, I'm not responsible for all the problems in the world. And I was trying to get away from the problems for five minutes and now you're bringing them to me in an unnecessary way. Well, I mean, also what's killing Netflix is all the streaming competition. We can't push that off the table. Some of the other streaming streaming services are very woke too. Oh, I know. Uh, and it's all they also high... think inflation's paying. That some people have decided with rising prices, one thing they can afford to cut is that if they got seven streaming services, they're going to drop one yeah. or two. No, they can and, do that. And it's all and that's what some people are doing. It's all kinds of stuff too. It's 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 not just it's, it's like a lot of sexuality stuff, and it's it's like just stop, stop. You're you're obsessing on things that I that most people don't think about and don't talk about. I think that's what it is. The the number of people who actually spend their time thinking and talking about the issues that are constantly shoved at you through all the woke programming, most people don't. They just don't talk about it. Mm. It's just not something that's of particular interest all the time. Well, this came, I mean, it all started in 2020. George Floyd's death and this idea that some of the media was foisting on us. The racial reckoning is here. So I, our friends in Hollywood and entertainment just picked up the, the baton on that idea and they run with it with all the programming. I don't have to pay I don't have to pay fifteen bucks a month for a lecture. And then another six bucks for the other streaming service for a lecture, and then another five bucks for the third streaming service. You know, I don't I don't have to pay for your lectures. If you don't want to just entertain me, relax me, make me forget the real world, let me let me go into my little uh, bubble, well that's Are you complaining that the shows are just more diverse. Are you complaining that they're lecturing you about woke politics? Oh, there, the there, there, there's, there's actually the dialogue. The dialogue has characters oh. who start uh, going off into woke stuff, or it's got a woke theme to it that everybody's right. got to wrestle with. 
And then, right. and then some of the casting is just things you don't see in real life. Coming up after 4 o'clock, Steve Gregory will be on. If you haven't seen the video, you need to. It's a montage of violence on the county city's metro system. Subways, trains, buses. It's horrible, but it gives you an idea of what's out there when people talk about public safety on mass transit. Uh, it's now on our page, KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. Steve will give us the whole story, how he got this. It's quite fascinating coming up at 4.05. John and Ken, KFI. All right, we will have KFI News reporter Steve Gregory coming on at 4.05 with uh, quite the story dealing with violence on the Metro Transit System. It, it comes with a two-and-a-half-minute montage of violence that was recorded by the Metro Surveillance Cameras. If you want to look at it, there is a graphic warning. It, I, yeah. You're going to I mean, see from what you see in TV and movies. It's not worse, but it is real. As you, you pointed you, well, out. yeah, that's what's weird. It, it, it Much of this stuff you'd see on TV. But uh, this is real blood. Uh, people really getting shot, really getting stabbed. A couple of women really getting sexually assaulted. Uh, faces are blurred out. Uh, it is it, there's 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 audio, too. You could you could hear the sound of uh, gunshots going off. That and there's a story as to how we had to obtain this. Is that what you said? Yeah, he's actually had this uh, video a little while, and huh. uh, there's a lot of pressure not to uh, show it publicly. But uh, you can go to uh, the John and Ken page, KFIAM640.com, John and Ken, and why don't you watch it? It's two and a half minutes, and then you can hear Steve tell his story coming up after uh, 4 o'clock, Deborah's News. We will have the gas card giveaway coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. It was kind of a shambles yesterday. We'll see what we can do today about it. But you'll have a chance to win that uh, gas card. You can win with Bill Handel at 9 a.m. on KFI. Gary and Shannon at 11. We're in the 5 o'clock hour. And finally, Tim Conway Jr. at 7 o'clock on KFI. Making news this afternoon, East L.A.'s own Oscar De La Hoya, who, of course, was a uh, champion boxer. He's now 49. He's a boxing promoter and businessman. He retired from the ring in 2008 after winning 11 world titles and six weight classes. Um He's being, once again, and why? when I saw this headline, I'm like, wait a minute. He's being accused of sexually assaulting a woman twice in 2020, which does not make this an old story. It was filed, it's a civil suit, filed in L.A. Superior Court by a woman who was a tequila company executive. She alleges that during a trip to Mexico in March of 2020 to visit the Casa Mexico Tequila Distillery, De La Hoya banged on our hotel room door with his pants dropped to his ankles, oh. pushed his way into the room and got her into bed. She pushed him from the bed and walked him to his room, opened his door and immediately returned to her own room. The next morning, he wasn't there when they were going to do the tour of the distillery. So this was ill-advised. She went to his room to wake him oh, by, no. by herself. Oh, uh, She alleges that De La Hoya pulled her into the bed and sexually assaulted her. By the way, he's a partner in this tequila company. That's why he was there. Uh -huh. She also claims he assaulted her again when the group returned to L.A. How did that She's, happen? There's no detail on that in this story, but it says a group of Casa Mexico executives that included De La Hoya and the woman dined at a restaurant, then went to, oh, here it is, then went to De La Hoya's house. At some point when De La Hoya was alone with the woman, uh-oh. He, uh-oh. He revealed and retrieved a sexual object from a stored collection in his house. Without her consent, he, uh, he uh, inserted said object. 
Is this the th- like the third time? The third time. Yeah, yes, this would be the third time. Okay. Because the first two assaults allegedly occurred in okay. Mexico. Okay, Ex- explain to me, when somebody's already assaulted you twice, why would you uh, be in the same uh, building with them again? Because he's a famous, powerful boxer who's a partner in the company? I don't know. I, I'd go home. I, I don't doesn't matter who it is. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't get that. Now, in case you didn't know this, um, oh, and by the way, the suit alleges that uh, against De La Hoya is one of 10 causes of actions presented in the suit against the company called Casa Mexico. But he was sued in 1998 for sexually assaulting an 18-year-old woman, and he settled out of court. The suit asked for $10 million in damages. The woman in that case charged that De La Hoya had raped and imprisoned her two and a half years earlier in Cabo San Lucas. You know, Mexican authorities investigated, but they did not file criminal charges. But here comes the twist, which I kind of remember reading this story. Last fall, he spoke to an El Segundo Times columnist named Dylan Hernandez, saying that he was raped by a woman when he was 13. Yeah. The woman was over 35. He was at a boxing tournament in Hawaii. 13, lost my virginity over being, you know, being raped, basically, by the woman. All right. So is this a legal loophole you can claim? No, but it's one of those things where women pe- if, uh, that's right. People say if it's uh, happened to them, they sometimes do it. I, that's just in the that's just I, in the statistics. I'm I, not saying it's. A I, I've never heard of a guy using that as uh, his reason. That's a new one. Well, it's not being used in this case. He just told this columnist yeah, last but, fall. But why is he telling him that? But I'm telling you that the research shows that a high percentage of people who were sexually assaulted as children, not all of them, but. They can become, well, I should reverse it. People who have been accused of sexually assaulting, particularly children, were probably sexually assaulted when they were kids themselves. It's just something that repeats itself. All right, when we come back, Steve Gregory and this video we've been talking about since we came on the air of uh, terrible violence on the Metro Transit system. John and Ken show, Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.